Hello and welcome to Nesta Folders, the productivity podcast about being a hoodie froop who always knows where your tail is, but you don't always have to know the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference. My name is Rosemary Orchard and I am joined as always by the awesome, the amazing Scotty Jackson. Hey Scotty, how are you? Uh, also been amazing. Hey, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know. That remains to be seen, but thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm well. Uh, how are you doing? Well, I'm astounded that you don't think that you're awesome and amazing, but you know, uh, we'll, we'll figure that out over this episode. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying we haven't proven it out yet. Okay, 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 sure. If you're new here, hi, welcome to Nesta Folders. Uh, you can find out all about the show and including all of our back catalogue of some wonderful evergreen episodes over at nestafolderspodcast.com. And if you end up really loving the show, which, you know, of course, we, we, we'd love it if you did, um, then you can, of course, you know, follow us on various social medias, but you can also become a bonus a nested member where you're going to get a bonus episode every month there's stickers there's all sorts of fun things and uh you you know you you get that bonus unnested where we get super messy and a little personal every month uh episode so you should definitely check that out at nestedfotospodcast.com slash unnested um so scotty what i kind of wanted to talk about today is uh i lost my towel um, not literally, uh, metaphorically, um, because, uh, you know, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has a, a great uh, quote that says that you always need to know where your towel is. And essentially, it's kind of like there is like something that you need as a person to help you just function and pretend to be an adult successfully. Uh, I say pretend because, uh, you know, I'm about to hit another birthday and I feel like I'm not still properly an adult. I'm just kind of a grown-up-ish. Uh, but, you know, every so often you kind of lose a little bit of track of things. And I think especially, you know, as we've just had like Christmas and New Year and we're kind of early into the next year, I suspect a lot of people will be feeling like this kind of sense of maybe not quite being in place yet. Because, you know, we've, you know, especially for me, I don't know about you, but between Christmas and New Year, I don't even know what day it is. So, like, is it Thursday? Is it Tuesday? What day is it? Well, I don't know. Like, when is New Year? Wait, that's in like two days? No, no, that's not a thing. Yes, it is, apparently. Um, but, you know, that that kind of contributes towards the this idea of not quite being in place and feeling a little lost. Um, and uh, I was wondering, you know, if uh, you've got any tips or personal experiences to share. And uh, I'm thinking I, I might have some as well. Well, I mean, I, I certainly have some personal experiences this year. I don't know about tips, but I'm going through this as well. I, I, uh, I'm now, you know, about two months deep into a new job and finding myself thinking, you know what? A lot of the systems and organizational practices that I had for myself obviously aren't cutting it because I feel super disorganized. And I mean, mm. part of that is because... I'm surrounded by new people who talk in new ways and are doing new things, or at least new to me. And uh, and I, so I need to adapt all of my stuff. And I don't feel like my stuff is yet adapted. And so right now I'm enjoying the fact that I've got a little bit of, you know, sort of slower time between, um, uh, you know, as we record this, it, we are in the lull between um, the uh, holiday festive season and the new year. So, uh, so it's quiet. And so I've got time to do the reflection. I've got time to do um, the introspection and some time to do some planning about, well, what am I going to do about this? But I, the, the, this topic resonates very deeply. I will say that, you know, in, in an attempt as a, to as a first tip, what I did this morning was I sat down and I wrote out what are the problems? And I actually wrote them out. I didn't want to just sit there and think about it. I, I externalized it and I wrote out, you know, I am feeling guilty about things I am not doing. And then I wrote, 
but I am not going to do these things because they don't seem appropriate anymore or they don't seem like they fit. So I'm never going to do them, but I'm feeling guilty about that. And so obviously I need to make some better decisions about what I'm doing and I'm that I'm not feeling organized and that my typical organizational approaches uh, do not seem to comport with my problems or, or the things that I need to do. So I think articulating the problem and getting it out of my head and onto either paper or, you know, behind blinky cursor, either or externalizing that gave me some sense of relief because now there is a more concrete state for that problem to be in as opposed to this swirl inside my head. And with a problem in a more concrete state, I feel like I can take a better swing at trying to solve for it. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, right, where like it's the right thing to do uh, to deal with um, these things of externalizing it, but also putting that thought out there as a like this is actually written down or has been said out loud can make it even more real. And it's one of those things where you're kind of, uh, you know, darned if you do, darned if you don't, you're stuck because if you don't do it, you will be stuck with the I've not really acknowledged it I'm kind of sticking my head in the sand pretending this doesn't exist everything's fine they're all fine but you're also really not acknowledging the fact that this is a thing and you do need to just say okay right this is a thing um, and I, I, I have the same kind of thing as, as you Scotty you know I always have sort of goals and aims for a year and, um, uh, and my theme um, and especially as you get to the end of it like realizing that as you've gone through the year following a theme, your path has changed and letting go of the things that you had kind of internally promised yourself is really difficult to do because, you you, you know, you've got this thing of I'm, I'm going to do this. And sometimes like letting go of it and saying, no, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. It can be quite sad, actually, because you're like, well, like I'm not doing this because, you know, um, like this opportunity doesn't exist anymore or I went down a different path. But part of me wonders what if. Um, and so, you know, it, it, you kind of have to, you know, do it be, even though you really don't want to. And I have to say, for me, I have found one of the best ways to do this actually is to write on my phone, um, like in just like an app that I don't use particularly frequently, um, where I can just keep notes. I actually use uh, OneWriter for this, but the app that I'm using in particular is not important. Um, but I just have like an app that I don't open on a regular basis, so I'm not going to be confronted with this thing too often because I find sometimes um, like uh, uh, the the process of going through and doing the acknowledgement and getting it out is really really important but I if I know I'm going to be seeing it in front of my face every time I open this app for a while until I like delete this or like archive it or something then I am going to feel even worse about it. So what I do is I actually uh, type it out and I do it on my phone because it feels less formal and like official that way. Um, and I, I put in an app that I rarely use um, or rather I have it set up just for this purpose, um, just so that I can put it somewhere. Um, and then I try and, you know, work through it. So I ask myself, you know, questions like, what is the problem? Like, why do I think that this is a problem? Okay, how did this come into existence? You know, where is this potentially going? Like, Am I okay with this? Am I not okay with this? Why am I not okay with this? Because the answer is never that I'm okay with this. And I just try and ask myself some questions. <laughs> I have them in like a, a, a template note there, which I, I don't copy, but I reference as I as I sort of mind dump all of my thoughts. And I don't make a point of making this prose. If somebody else picks up one of these notes to try and read it, they're not going to understand a darn thing about it. Uh, but 
that's okay because it's not for anybody else. It's not external in the sense of this is going public. This is external in the sense of I need to get it out of my head so that I can, you know, go through the process of letting this go. Um, you know, because at some point uh, you probably, if something is kind of hanging around, you know, like a, a dark cloud, you probably want to get rid of it. Um, and unfortunately, best way to get rid of clouds is to get the rain out of them, which means you're going to have to get wet on the way. Hmm. If you want to enjoy a rainbow you got to stand the rain um i like that a lot and i and i think um envisioning to what the, what the path through that rain might look like is is helpful when you take the time to articulate what the steps are and uh, so uh, for me that meant you know after i wrote down the problems the next thing i wrote down were well here are the routines that i live in right now that i need to solve for so routine one is if someone comes up to me with an idea or a request, how am I dealing with that? And, and that might seem like super self-evident in a getting things done GTD kind of way. But I think rearticulating that isn't a bad thing because it means that I'm thinking through what that is. So let's just assume that nothing is self-evident when going through this exercise, I think, because oh, definitely. if I assume that stuff is self-evident but I don't solve the problem, then somewhere in there, there's something that I think is self-evident that isn't, obviously, because mm -hmm. otherwise it wouldn't be a problem, right? So uh, the request management, event management. So, yeah. you know, family family birthdays or New Year's Eve parties or uh, Valentine, like whatever. I should have I should have a process for that, uh, or at least a checklist. Uh, building presentations and documents at work because I do that. What about meetings? Ones that I host, ones that I attend, or I also wrote differently, like ones I attend silently. Meaning there are those like bigger, you know, sort of town hall meetings with yeah. thousands of people where I'm not going to speak up or be an of you know an active participant that's different from where i'm attending a meeting where i'm a participant which is also slightly different from ones that i host so what do i need to do about those and how do i how do i solve for those routines um idea management so if something pops into my head you know, as an idea how what, what is my process about that where are the boxes where are the drawers where does everything go um i think i think as i as i itemize those particularly as you know, like for me, my, my, my kids are aging up a little bit. So they're becoming a little bit more uh, independent, I, I guess. So I'm, I'm doing less like shoe tying and their work for them, right? Um, but I think that also a lot of the things are becoming a little bit more predictable in terms of, you know, the day-to-day, week-over-week sort of stuff. Um, and I'm learning more about my new job. So that's becoming... Not necessarily predictable, but at least I know what the component parts look or feel like a little bit more. So thinking through each of those routines or those building blocks of life and how I will manage each of those individually, or at least making sure that my system comports to those, means that now I've got a shot at, you know, maybe not solving for all the world's problems for me, which is fine. If I can, if I can shoot for, you know, even, even 60% that I'm feeling better about, that's a really good start. And so I uh, know that I will continue to identify more routines that I need to solve for and then solve for them along the way. That's cool. I don't need to sit back here and sort that all out right now, 
But I think getting myself into a mode of thinking about those routines and understanding what they are, what they need, and how I will solve them means that I've now developed a sort of a pattern of thinking so that when the next one comes up that I haven't solved for yet, I will have, if nothing else, an approach to solve for that one. Yes, I, th- I think that's really good, especially the part of nothing is self-evident. Um, like, you know, when, when you are, you know, feeling lost um, and or like here's a, a classic example of my own. I've lost my keys in my handbag. OK, I know they've got to be in my handbag somewhere, but I can't kind of find them, even though my handbag's not that big. What do you do? You take everything out of the bag that you can't find the thing in, even though, you know, it's definitely in there somewhere. You don't kind of just rummage around looking for the thing that you want, because if you do the rummaging around, everything ends up being disorganized and kind of off kilter and out of place um, and you miss things. Mm-hmm. OK, or something kind of gets bounced out of the bag. Um, and then, you know, that that's how you leave your phone charger on the floor in the airport or whatever it is, um, you know, um, just to kind of broaden the analogy a little bit. So what you do is you take everything out and you go through it and then you put it back in the bag when you're like, no, the keys are definitely not in this bit. Um, and so this is what you like that that part of it as part of, you know, the problem solving is really important, especially when when it is kind of like a, a everything feels a little off side of it because you know the the system that you have something's broken in there somewhere right or even if nothing is broken in there just going through and acknowledging well these are the steps that i say that i'm doing am i actually doing them though because that's the other thing right you know that mm-hmm. you have the checklist and you kind of just mentally go through it and you go yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i did all the things but you forgot step 27b or whatever it is in in your checklist, like actually going through it. Yes, I do all these things um, and they have a purpose. You know, that's that's the other part of it. What is the purpose behind that part? Um, Because, again, it's super easy to be like, yeah, 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 I just do this. And yeah, so and then I send an email to um, like this address to say that that's been done and so on. Okay, no, I send an email to that address because that kicks off that part of the workflow over there. But actually, that doesn't need to wait until I've done this bit it can go out like as soon as I start it because, you know, that 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 that's how that works or whatever it is. So just doing that and forcing yourself to kind of go through that kind of review of it can be really useful. Um, and I have to say that's one of the things I've been doing as the start of my year is coming in. You know, my my theme for the new year is actually um, like refresh um uh, sorry, reset, refresh, and recharge. So, like, I'm, you know, trying to, like, reset anything totally broken, refresh the things that are pretty much working, and just recharge myself um, and my system um, and actually physically devices, to be metaphorical. Um, but because of this, I am going through, like, my systems and my workflows and my processes and my checklists and going, so what do I actually do here? And does this work? Mm. Um, and mm. I'm doing those as two completely separate steps. Okay, just to be very, very clear, what am I doing here happens, okay, and I mind dump it all down, just scribble it any way, shape or form. And then I I go away for a little bit, you know, maybe do something else, Um, you know, like pay my nails. It's been like the holidays have been on. So I have gone through the entirety of like the DreamWorks collection. Um, So uh, that's been quite useful for taking a little bit of break from these things. But then coming back to it and looking at it again just to give myself a little bit of space before I say, yeah, this is, you know, what I'm doing or what I'm theoretically doing. And then I can go through, okay, and maybe what's right with this and what's wrong with this, you know, and does this work? Um, uh, But, you know, making sure that I've had a little bit of space from it after creating it so that I can then come and look at it and go, oh, like this bit is missing 
or similar um, has been very, very useful because, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing those steps? And in that order, um, you know, it's the analogy of the the pot roast, right? Where um, the, the the ends were always cut off the pot roast when it was put in the pan. Uh, and when they finally went back and asked great, 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 great grandma, it was because she didn't have a pan big enough to cook the roast. So like, and everybody had just been doing it since then because that's what you do. That's how you cook it. You cut off the two ends and you put those in a separate dish and you put it in the oven. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things of actually going through and looking at why do I do this? Because especially like, you know, you've, if you lost your towel, like how did I lose my towel? Where did I lose my towel? Why did I lose my towel? Was it not attached to me with a carabiner? Like it always is. I don't actually walk around with a carabiner, uh, attached towel at all times, but I do usually have uh, a towel with me when I travel and a carabiner. So, you know, why not? I mean, how else are you going to know how to train your dragon, really, if you oh, look through true. the whole DreamWorks collection? I, I, one of the things that you said there that I really want to pick up on is is doing things because you think you should. I think habits and heartstrings turn out to be very big elements to look out for. What I what I recently discovered, and what like sort of hurt at first, but then became a huge sense of relief, was that I've for the last many years have had a routine of, you know, building a daily note first thing in the day that has, you know, my task list and my calendar in it and so on. And what I've been finding lately is that now that I, because in my new job, I am not a manager who supports other people. I am a single contributor who goes and, uh, you know, does my own work. And in that regard, that note was not at least in at least in the way it was structured was not serving good purpose for me because i have way fewer meetings now that i'm not uh doing a managerial role and uh, my tasks are all mine as opposed to you know, like mine and my teams so it's it's a much different sort of mindset and way to manage and, and keep up but what that meant was that this daily journal thing that i was doing um i was you know kind of stopping doing it and then feeling bad about it because I feel like I'm well. That's what I do. That's what I'm supposed to do. And then coming to terms with the fact that like, but yeah, but yeah, but I don't need it now, or it doesn't serve the same value now, or it needs to be restructured for the way it is. And, and so I, it was like this weird sort of cycle of badness in that like I was feeling bad for not doing it, but there was no reason to do it, so I wasn't going to do it. But then I was going to feel bad about that. So now like stepping back and thinking, okay, hang on, I need to like consciously untangle all of this inner turmoil and conversation and clarify the fact that the thing that I think I'm supposed to do is not a thing that I need. Right. So what do, what do I need? And let me make that. And then I can feel better about moving on from my habit and this thing that I love doing too. I mean, it wasn't just yeah. a, a muscle memory habit. That was like a care and planning and feeding for my day. That, that, yeah. that gave me not just a, uh, a, a tactical, advantage and sense of organization it gave me a sense of well-being of like look at me on top of my day hooray yay me i did my thing um but that thing no longer makes sense so i need to make a new thing and now that i have clarified and understood that for myself i feel like i can create that good feeling all over again of of saying yay me i am not doing that thing because i shouldn't because it doesn't serve any value but i am going to do this thing because that will serve value and yay me look i've done it so yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into that that spot. I just need to figure out what the new what the new thing is. And you know what? Maybe the answer is nothing. 
Maybe I don't need to do any of those things. And mm-hmm. then I can say, yay me, I didn't do anything because I don't need to do something because right. I have consciously decided that not doing that is the best use of my time so that I can create time for other things. Yay me. So yeah. uh, again, it's, it's, it's going through that, that process, but, but recognizing that it can be hard to let go of, of habits, not just because they are habitual and you maybe you do them without thinking about it but also habits or or practices that you have built out of love and and labor for what you want to do to let go of those that can be that can be hard to do and i think that that was one of the things that was preventing me from making progress was that i didn't want to change the way i was doing things because i built that with care and deliberately for me um, and I felt like I was, I don't know, letting myself down or throwing away my good work by not doing that anymore. But none of that's true. Right. And that's just it, right? It's one of those things of why am I doing this? And just, you know, and, and the fact that you were doing this to take care of yourself and to make sure that you could do everything that needed to be done in your day is a great thing. And that should be, you know, acknowledged. But also, you know, as you said, it's, you know, things are different now. And when things change, we do need to adapt, uh, modify and update our systems and our workflows and our processes and checklists to match. But it can take a while, A, to recognize that that's what you need to do and then B, to be ready to let go. And it sounds really silly to, you know, from just like a, you know, a, a purely, uh, you know, outsider logic perspective of why are you upset about not making a note in the morning? And, you know, there is... <laughs> uh, a number of really there are a huge number of really good rational reasons to be upset about this but there's also just the very uh spock or sheldon depending on your your preferred um you know nerd uh logic view like you know wh- why why would you be upset about not doing that um but of course you know both of those characters could t- tell you completely logically this is nothing to be upset about but you change their routine and they will be completely utterly broken um, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? When something becomes a part of the the workflow in your routine, and especially when you have used something to get you through, you know, the times that were uh, tricky and and so on. When everything else is changing, even if it's only a little bit, even if it's only the fact that you've got to write twenty three at the end of the date instead of twenty two, and that you still keep screwing that up, even though you might be listening to this in twenty twenty five, that's fine. Um, you know, it's it's entirely rational and okay to be upset or confused or struggle with that change and having more things change doesn't make it easier necessarily though sometimes it can be a really good excuse to go hang on a minute actually you know what some stuff needs to change let's sit down and let's look at this completely differently let's assume i don't have any routines there are no habits there's no workflows there's no processes i am starting from the beginning what am i going to do or what would i do if I was starting from the beginning, or if I was coaching somebody through starting from the beginning with this, what would I tell them to do? And just kind of think of it that way of, you know, like, okay, so, so what, what would happen here? What would I do? Um, and, and what could I do? And what can I do? And then you can look at that and go, well, now I've seen that possibility. Maybe I will start from scratch and do things completely differently. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's another possibility. There's an interesting metaphor for that in, in, in the world of physical objects, which is Marie Kondo's The Joy of Spark Tidying joy. Up. 
spark joy, which is where, where you wouldn't go into a room and say, okay, what are the things I can get rid of? Instead, you take everything out and, and decide what you will keep. you love. Yeah. And exactly. And so I think that that is kind of what I am doing a little bit of now in more of a ideological, philosophical or spiritual way, which is like you just said, start with a blank slate and say, well, what are the things that I should bring back? And then what are the things that I am missing? And as I look at my desk right now, I think, you know, what I really need to do is just do the like whooshing arm motion and push Sweep everything, everything off onto the floor. into a giant box. No, no, no. Not the floor, Scotty. Put it into a giant box because that way you can like pick it up and take it out of the room. Or actually, better still, giant box on wheels so that you can just tow it out of the room or get, get your kids or your dog to tow it out. Um, maybe not the dog. They'll probably get very excited and confused. Um, but then you can literally physically bring back the things that bring you joy. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I do as well when I am, uh, you know, like struggling with you know things have got a little bit messy and out of hand like take it all out like pull everything out don't worry about making something else messy it's it's temporary i promise you it is temporary pull all things out and then go back and, and and bring them back in carefully deliberately um and the other thing um which i am going to steal from uh oh i've forgotten the the name of the author but i've been listening to um uh one uh, a great audiobook recently of um the concept of the container okay and the container is the limit and basically you you have a limit for things and like I, I'm just going to steal straight up from uh, her book because it was a very good example of a scarf is small okay so you could you can keep loads of scarves because they don't take up a lot of space the problem is when your entire wardrobe gets full of scarves and then you end up buying thousands of scarf or scarves organizers because you you just can't you know, you you have too many scarves, but a scarf is so small, it doesn't make sense to get rid of it. No, no, no. You have a limit for all of the things, you know, just like you have a physical number of hours or you have a number of hours in a day um, in which you can do things. Uh, moving to Mars, unfortunately, will not actually complete yourself this problem. You'll still have the same amount of lifespan, possibly slightly less due to space travel. But, you know, uh, like you have a, a number of hours in a day. OK, you have have to have a certain amount of time to sleep, have to have a certain amount of time to, to eat and do other human necessary things, such as like getting dressed, showering and so on. Uh, so please make sure that you allow time for those. And you've got your job, maybe a commute on top of that. Um, and you also need time to just vegetate and exist. So how many, you know, how much can you fit into the rest of that time? You can't suddenly take on 8,001 things, even if you're starting over from scratch. Um, and using the idea of everything is a container, okay? Your life is a container. You have a limit on what you can fit in it. Your workday is a container and your work week is a container. How much can you fit in it? And of course, the other thing is, is you need to allow for the overflow, okay, uh, when it comes to these things. So you can't fill every container right up to the brim and just say, okay, that's, that's it. You know, that like it's, it's full, like this is where it stops. You need to allow some space. Okay. Going back to the scarves analogy, uh, somebody gives you a lovely scarf and you really want to keep it. Okay. You need to allow a little bit of space because otherwise the first thing you've got to do is go, Whoa, okay. Now I need to get rid of some stuff to make some space for this new one. You like, especially when it comes to your, your, your time and your workflows and so on, you need a little bit of buffer in there for you know the inevitable something weird happens and crops up and it derails stuff a bit okay so you've got to allow some space so that when you throw another rock into the pool it doesn't just immediately flood out everywhere there's ripples okay maybe there's a little bit of a splash but you don't want a flood because of a new thing coming in
And uh, I've just found out, by the way, it, the the author is Dana K. White. Uh, it, that's that's who I'm referencing. So I'll make a I'll get a link to her book that I've been listening to for the show notes for anybody who's curious. Um, but uh, I, I think the while her book is about uh, you know physical things, keeping that idea for the mental and metaphorical is also very useful. That's 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 really excellent. I, I think. I think, yeah, the, the, the main thing that I have, have taking away from all of this is to uh, assume nothing, to think through everything, but to not be overwhelmed by that by making sure that I'm externalizing all of the thoughts about that through, you know, writing them down and, and so on. Because I think, uh, I think trying to solve this internally feels like it would swirl so hard and it would feel insurmountable. Um, but, but actually, you know, articulating the parts, the pieces, the concepts, the challenges, the, the needs and, and, and so on is a really just in, incredibly powerful way to, to understand, uh, w- w- what is even happening, uh, mm-hmm. inside my mind. And I've, I've, I've not, I'm not familiar with this uh, a container method, uh, and so on. And so I'm going to, uh, um, I'm going to look into that because, uh, uh, some more thinking about this, I think would be really good. I think, yes. I, I think the, the challenge is that right now I'm going through the, the clutter of not physical stuff, but the clutter of, of thoughts and practices that aren't necessarily working for me, but that's, mm-hmm. but I think, but I think to, to your point, the same sort of approaches and techniques can kind of work and, yeah. and can be adapted here. And I'm pretty excited about that. Yes. And I also think that, you know, taking taking the thing that is purely a mental thing and making a physical representation of that is a very useful tool as part of this. So if you know that you've got eight hours in a day, well, give yourself eight index cards, um, you know, for, for your day job. And you know, think about it in in the context of those index cards, each one of them representing an hour. You know, if, if you're putting more than 60 minutes of stuff into one of those index cards, well, it's going to have to go into the next one and so on and so forth. Uh, I believe a lot of in- index cards have got like uh, 10 lines on them, which gives you like six minutes per line. So assume that each one is a five minute task to give yourself that buffer that I was talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's certainly a lot of things that we can do. And the really good news, Scotty, is uh, I think I have found uh, an awesome towel. It's an iPhone style beach towel for you. So now now <laughs> both of us have got towels. Uh, they're not lost anymore. And fingers crossed we can uh, get back onto the Vogon spaceship and listen to some more poetry. Maybe we don't want to do that. Maybe we'll just skip uh, to the end. Restaurant at the end of the universe oh time. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode of Nested Folders. We've loved having you. And of course, don't forget to check out our bonus episodes over at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested for you fabulous supporters of the show. Uh, if you would like to send us feedback, we, first of all, love hearing it. Uh, so you can get in touch with us on our website. Uh, there's a contact form there. There's also an email address, inbox at nestedfolderspodcast.com. Uh, if you are a subscriber, then you can actually post on our AMA and we will turn that into an episode. Uh, if it's something that we can turn into an episode we love challenges uh, we love questions we love uh, you know random strange thoughts that you might like to share with us whatever it is uh, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter at Nesta Folders uh, so uh, that that gets sent to us as well and on top of this uh, we are uh, people on the internet Scotty you're a person you're on the internet you, you've 
you've shuffled some things around on your internet things recently. Where are you? I have I have a little bit. I'm still Hey Scotty J. I am forevermore. Hey Scotty J. Excellent. Uh, HeyScottyJ.com, which is now which is now hosted on Micro.blog, so you can find me there on Micro.blog uh, at HeyScottyJ.com or by the username at HeyScottyJ. Um, you can find me on Twitter to a degree, although I think my Twitter times are kind of winding down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I am on Mastodon, sort of, at Hey Scotty J at Mastodon.social. Um, but really, micro.blog and, and HeyScottyJ.com, that's just really the best way to find me. Uh, how about you, Rosemary Orchard? How about you? Where are you found? Uh, I'm still rosemaryorchard.com, which has links to uh, all the podcasts, books, and social media sites, uh, including micro.blog uh, and Mastodon. I am uh, still on Twitter, and I do still check my mentions and so on. But at this rate, who knows if Twitter will still exist by our next podcast episode. Um, so uh, fingers crossed uh, you'll find a way to get in touch with us. And in the meantime, thank you for listening, and goodbye.